Thank you, Trey. What a beautiful song. To see life in a different way. Or in a different light. To me, that's what forgiveness is. Seeing life in a different light. I don't know about you, but I feel sometimes that I need to forgive others and to be forgiven. Just this week, I had an experience where I did something that I didn't realize was going to hurt that other person. And I felt awful. And I asked for forgiveness. And although they said it was okay, I still didn't feel okay inside myself. So what I had to do was to find that forgiveness for myself. And my forgiveness for what I said and how I said it. And so I use that Ho'oponopono prayer that I talked about in the meditation. That is one of my go-to forgiveness prayers. But there are lots of different forgiveness prayers. The Lord's Prayer is a forgiveness prayer. When I do that kind of work, I'm going within and I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at the situation, and I'm taking responsibility for my part in whatever that is that happened. And that's why I say forgiveness is an expression of faith. Donovan Osten said that faith is the lack of confusion. She said that a couple weeks ago. And I really like that definition of faith because it's that knowing, that believing within yourself that aligns you with that Christ presence and allows you to be one. And so if I'm confused, if I'm upset, if I'm not in my right space, I'm not in faith with my beliefs because I believe that in God all things are possible. I really do. I don't just say that. But sometimes I forget. And so for me, forgiveness is part of that remembering and part of that moving back to our faith. So faith in the revealing word, which is the compilation of words that Charles Fillmore put together uh, for metaphysical interpretation. Faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. Spiritual assurance, the power to do the seemingly impossible. Sounds like a pretty tall order for faith, to do the impossible. But I know that forgiveness is an expression of that faith because I know that sometimes there are times where I feel I can't even forgive myself. 
let alone somebody else that maybe has wronged me. And we kind of had a little bit of an example of this earlier this week at the, uh, the Oscars. I was going to say the Grammys. The Oscars, you know, with Will Smith and Chris Rock. If you don't know, turn on your television or your social media, okay? So I'm not going to go into the details of it, but what I found was interesting was that there were so many people on both sides that, that seemed to be really hurt by this, that it was kind of a almost a trauma response to seeing somebody um, in that kind of altercation. I didn't want to say somebody that got beat up, but he, he got blessed. But um, it still wasn't very professional, appropriate, or um, necessary in any of those uh, circumstances as far as, as far as I con am concerned. But what I found really interesting was a couple days later when they talked about how Chris and Will were able to forgive each other and were able to move on. Now, some of us are still in that place of, well, I can't forgive him. And I was actually watching Netflix over the weekend, and I was watching uh, Brene Brown's uh, Atlas of the Heart on HBO Max, uh, which HBO Max, not Netflix. Um, but she used a clip from the Prince of Bel, Bel Air, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which Will Smith was in. And I felt myself being triggered because the emotion that she was trying to convey was totally different than the one I felt when I saw him on the screen because of that instance that occurred at the Oscars. And I found that really, really interesting. So sometimes we can do things that are seemingly innocuous, but they trigger things within ourselves or trigger things within other people that can cause harm. Usually it's not our intention to do so, but the impact is still there. And so that's why I think forgiveness is so important to express ourselves and to be in that faith. On, um, I watched a lot of TV this weekend. I also watched an episode of Super Soul Sunday. And um, <laughs> it was a, an episode on forgiveness. And um, Oprah Winfrey had a doctor on, a Dr. Kim Gimpolsky, who said that forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. I hear a lot of hmms. I said I, I was the same way. That's why I wrote it down. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. So what we know is that when we're in that place of discomfort, of uh, shame, guilt, blame, worry, anxiety, anger. We are having our human emotions, but we are forgetting our ultimate divinity. We are forgetting to have faith in ourselves and in our oneness. And forgiveness is a way to move us back to that spot. 
I like that definition because it reminds me that I've already done whatever I did, or that person has already done whatever. It's already happened. And all I know is that if I don't forgive myself or forgive them, I'm staying stuck in that space. And it's not necessarily good for myself or anybody else, but we are human, so it happens, right? You know, we kind of hold grudges. How many people like to hold grudges? They're fun, right? Yeah. Okay, a couple of you didn't lie, so thank you. Um, um, my mom was really good at holding grudges. She, um, she would bring something up like three years later, like after something happened, and she'd be like, you know, she would tell it in detail. I'd be like, oh my gosh, would you just let it go? And so I myself have taken that as an example of how not to be. Because I don't want to hold on to that. I saw how miserable it made my mother, how sad and upset she was many times because she held on to that that uh, anger or that um, upsetness. So forgiveness, again, is an expression of our faith. I want you to view forgiveness as something that's for you. It's not necessarily a gift to somebody else. Although many times we do want to forgive other people. Forgive, forgive them their trespasses, their transgressions. The Lord's Prayer says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It is a key to forgiveness. It is about letting us know that we can forgive ourselves, that we can maintain that connection with our Father, with our God, with that oneness, whatever you want to call it, our divine mind, and that we can use that connection to then also forgive anyone else. Imelda Shanklin is one of Unity's uh, great teachers, and she was a contemporary of Charles and Myrtle. She talked about forgiveness. She says that forgiveness means a cleansing or a blotting out of transgression. Forgiveness is wrought in the very texture of the soul. It is a deep searching, thoroughness in reclamation which invades the subconscious areas and joins the experience of the soul to the sinless activities of God. Get rid of that word sinless. It joins the experience of the soul to the activities of God. That's where we want to be, right? We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. We want to remind ourselves at every moment that we are all connected, that we are all one. Anything that happens to the one happens to the to everyone else in some way. We see that in the ripples and the waves of the ocean. 
you can have one drop of water that lands into the ocean and then it becomes the ocean. That is true for us as well. When we do something, it ripples out and it impacts everybody else around us. So I think it's important that forgiveness also go with kindness, compassion, and empathy. But that's a talk for another day. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. When Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. Now, I don't know how many of you know what the metaphysical meaning of seven is, but for, for us in unity, it, it usually means completion or fullness. So that dialogue that Peter and Jesus are having isn't about how many times should I forgive in number, but how much we should forgive until we're complete. So the 77 times would be as much time as it need, as you need, as much time as it takes. I had a, an experience uh, many years ago. I was um, we were reading a book. Uh, it was a book book discussion um, called uh, Zero Limits by Joe Vitale and Dr. Hugh Len. And it was about the Ho'oponopono and um, getting yourself back to that zero limit, getting yourself back to that main connection. And I was having some major issues at the time with uh, a couple people in particular. There was one guy at work who just made me so angry all the time. He was always mean to everybody when he came into the department. He was always pushy and you know, wanted everybody to do his bidding like immediately, like we had to drop everything we were doing. That you know, he was more important than everybody else, and it really made me angry. It really upset me. So during that book discussion, I said, "I'm going to start working on uh, using this prayer." So I practiced that prayer. Not to, uh, just to make myself feel better, right? Because I was holding all that anger, and it wasn't doing me or anybody else any good. So after a couple of weeks of performing this prayer and, and doing it every day, several times a day, even during work, like in my mind, I noticed a change not just in myself, but in the other person. One time he comes in and he's like, I'm sorry I'm such a jerk, but I really need your help. I was like, did he just apologize for being a jerk? Oh my gosh. So I continued to, to do this prayer. And all of a sudden, you know, another time he comes in a couple weeks later and he's like, you know, I haven't always been the nicest person, but 
I know that I can come to you because you help me and you get it done right. So I appreciate that. So he thanked me for being there and being willing to work with him. And our whole demeanor, our whole um, conversation changed through my act of the Ho'oponopono prayer. By the end, he had moved to another department and ended up not being um, interactive with us at all. Um, But I was no longer angry. I was no longer upset. And I looked forward to any times that he did come because I knew it was going to be a challenge that I would want to try to um, fix. Because I was a fixer. So in the Bible, in the Apocrypha, which is like the extra books that the Catholic Church decided not to put in the Bible, but that some Bibles put in anyway. It's, uh, I, I found this really good quote on forgiveness. Uh, it's Sirach, chapter 18, verse 20. It says, Before judgment comes, examine yourself. And at the time of scrutiny, you will find forgiveness. So before judgment comes, and we know judgment as the power of wisdom. So before we can gain that wisdom, that divine wisdom from God, before we can make that connection in faith, we need to examine ourselves. We need to look at what in us is causing ourselves dis-ease or upsetness. And while we're looking at that, we find forgiveness. So I use this prayer and other forgiveness prayers every day. It is part of my ritual when I go to bed that I forgive myself and so that I forgive others that maybe I feel have, have wronged me in some way. And it always helps me sleep a lot better to do that. So I bring this to you today because I want you to have that same experience. I want you to be able to learn how to make forgiveness an expression of your true faith. To be able to forgive or give for, to remove yourself or release yourself from the burden of whatever that circumstance is. So that's another definition of forgiveness. It's a release, a letting go. And because we're in Lent and we're talking about releasing and renewing, it's a perfect time to talk about adding forgiveness to our daily practice. I have a lot of notes. 
There's so much to say. I mentioned Imelda Shanklin before, and I forgot one part. She, she says that we must return to our original relationship with God in order to forgive. I thought that was really important because that's what I've been talking about for the last 10-15 minutes. We need to go within and go to that connection. So I want everyone to sit, sit comfortably or sit up straight, take a deep breath. And when you take that deep breath, you go down into your heart space, right? We don't go to our head. We go to our heart. And our heart is that space that feels, that provides us with our human emotions, but it also allows us to connect to that source, to that divine wisdom. And so I find it important to remember every once in a while to breathe, especially when I get angry or upset. When I'm at work and I get a button pressed, somebody presses one of my buttons and triggers me uh, into an expression that I don't want to feel, uh, many times I will write a you know, an email back, and it will sound very angry and very negative. And so I know that I can't send that because that's probably a career-limiting move. So I put it in draft mode, and I let it go for a little bit. But I write it out because I think that's important. And then I go back to it later, and I make a couple of revisions, and then I put it back again. And by the end of the day, that that email that I send is totally different than the one that I would have originally sent. And some of you have probably received some of those emails from me from church, because this is another area of my life where I interact with other people. So I hope you can forgive me for those instantaneous responses I think it's important to use forgiveness or um, writing as a tool for forgiveness. Um, I read a book called Radical Forgiveness. I can't remember who the author is, but I'll post it on our Facebook page later. I'm sorry? Oh, Tara Buck. Okay, thank you. Um, it was very transformative. Because it takes the premise of forgiveness a little bit further. It says that you don't, when we think of forgiveness, we think we might have to forget what happened, and that's not it at all. What we need to do is let go of the attachment that we have to the story behind what happened. We don't negate what happened. And in, in that radical forgiveness, there's a worksheet and you write down everything that happened and how it made you feel and, and who was involved and all these things. And then you reflect on it. And that's where the real forgiveness work, work uh, starts. 
I think that's a really important tool also for forgiveness. And of course, we have our denials and affirmations. I no longer let, I no longer, or I release the need to be right. That's a big one for me. I release the need to be right, and I allow spirit to guide my way. That is a tool that, or an affirmation that I use when I feel like maybe I did a little something wrong, but not quite something wrong. But that, um, my, my main tool is, is the, the whole Ho'oponopono. So, um, I wanted to see our spiritual practice today is for um, learning to forgive someone or learning to forgive yourself. I, I want you to start with yourself. And the reason why I want you to start with yourself is because we are all connected. If you can forgive something that you've done to someone else or even to yourself. I'm a little overweight and I am not happy that I put myself in this position, so I have to forgive myself for that. But then I also have to take action. So I drink more water. I take one small step. I cook more food for myself instead of eating out, which I love to do because Uber and DoorDash are my friends. But I take the time every day to write down what it is that I ate, what I did. And it's not just a food journal. It's, it's more of a, like, how did I feel when I did that? You know, why did I do it? Uh, why did I order out instead of cooking? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but then I do forgiveness on that because every small step that I take gets me a little bit closer to my goal. Now, I'm not saying that we're all going to end up being perfect beings because we learn forgiveness, but it gets us one step closer because that perfection is in us as that divine nature. And if we can remember that although we are humans, spiritual beings having a human experience, we can forgive ourselves and forgive others and transcend that and become one with the divine. So as we move forward, practice courageous, taking courageous action by forgiving yourself for your perceived faults, then move on to practicing forgiveness of someone you love. Finally, practice forgiveness for someone who challenges you to love unconditionally. Step out in faith, knowing your truth, and trusting in divine mind to guide you to that inner peace. Thank you.